is the fourth week in our series, Be Like Jesus. And today, we have a special gift, because I'm only going to be up here for a minute. Because Rachel Cato and Armand Tornyungu, did I say that right? I'm trying. And Bob Moore are going to be sharing with us why they are part of the Hope Gateway community. And it's my favorite. for today, which is an introduction to the message um, underlying our community practices, is that if anyone is in Christ, there is a new creation. Transformation is possible when we are open. So I am reading from the book of 2 Corinthians, which is Paul's second letter to those in Corinth, and I am reading from the fifth chapter beginning with verse 16. So then, from this point on, we won't recognize people by human standards. Even though we used to know Christ by human standards, that isn't how we know him now. So then, if anyone is in Christ, that person is a part of the new the old things have gone away, and look, new things have arrived. All of these new things are from God, who reconciled us to himself through Christ, and who gave us the ministry of reconciliation. In other words, God was reconciling the world to himself through Christ, not by counting people's sins against them, he has trusted us with this message of reconciliation. So we are ambassadors who represent Christ. God is negotiating with you through us. We beg you as Christ's representatives, be reconciled to God. God caused the one who did not know sin to be sin for our sake, so that through him we could become the righteousness So today we have three ambassadors for Christ with us, and so I'm going to invite Rachel up here to share the message that she has laid on her heart. Good morning. Um, for those of you that don't know me, I'm Rachel Cato, and I've been part of Hope Gateway for about three years. Um, so the question I was asked is, what does being part of Hope Gateway mean to me? And to answer that, I feel like I have to start at the beginning of how you know I ended up here. <laughs> so um, my husband Daniel and I moved to Portland three years ago because I got a job here. And I had never been to Maine in my life, so I really didn't know what to expect. I was really excited, but also scared and nervous. Um, you know, we didn't know anyone um, here in Portland. And on one of my first days here, I drove past the High Street location and I saw the sign that said Hope Gateway, but I didn't really know what it was. So I went to work and I immediately like, Googled it. <laughs> and I was looking at the website and I realized, oh, this is a church, huh? <laughs> um, so 
Um, I think it said community center, so that was a little tricky. I was like, oh. <laughs> but um, I sent a message to Alan, and he responded and said, you know, why don't you guys come check us out? Um, and so we did. We came to check out worship on High Street, and we were just uh, kind of surprised like how friendly everyone was, <laughs> welcoming. Um, and I remember afterwards, Alan and Sarah wrote us like this little postcard, like, on our fridge. We had it until just very recently. Um, and that's kind of how we became part of the Hope Gateway community. So uh, fast forwarding to now, um, I think for me, being part of this community means being part of a group of like-minded individuals, um, being part of a place where I feel very welcomed and loved. And um, my hope is that everyone that walks through the doors feels that way as well. Um, I think so often it's tempting to feel like to be part of a faith group, you have to like have it all together, have it figured out. Um, and I love that here everyone is still figuring it out, um, even the retired pastors. <laughs> um, <laughs> maybe more so than others. Um, okay, um, I love the diversity of our church, and um, as I was reflecting, I realized that being part of this community really encourages me to do two different things. So the first one is it encourages me um, to stay connected to what's happening in the community um, and to what's happening in the world. So I love getting to know everyone, um, but especially our African brothers and sisters. Um, one of my favorite memories was hosting two asylum seekers for Thanksgiving this past year. And it was really awesome to like introduce them to the traditions of turkey and pumpkin pie, um, and also trying to explain the history of Thanksgiving, which I realized was not so easy. <laughs> um, I love on Sunday during the prayer time when people are mentioning, you know, not just the local community, but um, things happening on the other side of the globe. And for me, it's a reminder of what's going on in the world, and that's not, you know, just all about me. And, my week and what I have going on. Um, the other thing that this community encourages me to do is to slow down and to stop and to reflect and to breathe. Um, it's so easy to just get caught up in the day-to-day, to-do lists, work schedules, etc. So I love having the ritual of coming here every Sunday morning, um, you know, pressing pause, blocking this time out um, to stop and to be present. Um, sometimes it's not easy. Sometimes during the sermon, I start thinking about like what I'm going to have for lunch that day. <laughs> but you know, I really try to focus and to be present. Um, those that know me well know that I struggle with anxiety, and I feel like this community and the spiritual practices here have encouraged me uh, to and have helped me to cope with that anxiety. And just one example I wanted to share with you is my experience with kirtan. So if you don't know what kirtan is, it's like chanting, call and response. I first heard about it in my yoga class. It was like playing in the background. And then soon after, I came to my first kirtan concert here in this room, which I'll describe to you. So basically, people were like sitting on pillows and blankets and chairs, and the musicians were up in the front with instruments and drums, and they led us in this chanting. And it's kind of like meditative. 
And I wasn't really sure what to expect coming into it. I was like, oh, this is going to be weird. Um, but it was awesome. It was amazing. And for me, it was a great example of how you know spirituality and mindfulness can be practiced in ways you know different than you know traditionally Sunday mornings. So um, in closing, I wanted to share a quote with you from my favorite blogger and author. Um, her name is Glennon Doyle Melton, and she's talking about what church is. Church is what happens when folks meet face to face and sing together. Church happens when folks who think differently from each other have no computer to hide behind and are forced to shake hands. Church happens when folks stand shoulder to shoulder and ask God for help. Church is people sweating and serving together. Church is community. Church is not issues and it's not beliefs and it's nothing that needs to be defended for God's sake. Church is a group of folks working their stuff out together, gently. There is no shortcut to church. It's slow and it's real life, and you have to show up for it. Hallelujah, amen, amen, hallelujah, amen, amen, hallelujah, amen, 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 hallelujah, hallelujah, amen, hallelujah, amen. I filled up this paper in um, 2013, on May, I think, May. It was my first Sunday here in Portland. It was my first Sunday in Portland, and when I go to the church, someone told me about the church, and I, I went there, and I filled the paper for the service. Uh, at that time, when I filled the paper, I feel in my mind, in my heart, that is my place, that is my home, that is my church. And at that time, it was my first commitment with the church from Gateway when I filled out the paper. But when I, when I, I arrived at the, um, at the Hope Gateway, the welcoming was very, very, very wonderful for me. From Pastor Len, Pastor Sarah, um, Sue and Tom, Jen and Bob, Erika, uh, they welcomed me very well, and I feel that love they have, and they have always in my, my heart. Every time when I feel something in my heart, I think that, that is great, that is good, because I feel it. When I feel it, I, I, it's like God told me, this is true for you. Uh, so I thank God for that, because the church was, is my place and I got more friends, uh, brothers and sisters in Hope Gate Way. Uh, another thing I remember, I never drive in my country uh, when I asked to Matthew, is 
the member of this church, I don't know if you know him, to teach me to, to drive. He said yes, and uh, he taught me how to drive very well. And when I, I passed the uh, test for the first time, I succeed. And now, I, the other thing I, I forget to tell to the first church, uh, for the first service, when, every time when we finished to the, the training, he paid me. He said, today, the drive went very well. He gave me $20. Sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> let's, go, let's go to the ice. To, I don't want to buy for you the ice cream. <laughs> so the last, the last summer. So, but many people here, when they, they want to, to not drive, they paid. But me, they, when I finished, <laughs> he, he paid me. And where I found, I found Matthew, I found Matthew here at Hope Gateway. And he became like my, 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 my brother. He is my brother. And I thank God for that. And other thing, I found David. With David, we plan to, to make a, a documentary film about immigrants and um, Americans, how Americans can say about immigrants. We are planning to do that. And he is with uh, Christina. They are my best day at Hope, at Hope House. We're going to share this together. So I thank God for this time because this time I said I talk too much. It's very hard for me to, to speak. Because, and the other thing I want to share is about how Hope Gateway uh, accepts me in this community. And they accept me to be part of the leadership team. They accept me to go every time to the retreats. Every year I go to the retreats. They accept me to go to Machuana. So they accept me to, to be part of this American society and to be part of this community. So I say thank you very much and you are blessed. Sarah, let you know you were going to hear from three who were not preachers today. <laughs> the problem is, I used to be in a, in a previous life for 42 years, so the danger is, I don't, since I don't do this very often now, the, the floodgates might open, and, uh, and I just go on too long. So, I've, I've written down what I'm going to say, and I'll try to stick pretty closely to that. Here's what I really like about being part of Hope Gateway. It's like getting a glimpse of what the kingdom of God is like. They have people of different backgrounds, experiences, languages, coming together as the body of Christ to make a witness for justice and peace. And, this is the best part of all, to do it so joyfully and with so much, with so much delight but I confess, and this may be a, a shock to, uh, to those of you who, who know my sort of iconoclastic persona, uh, that I'm a bit of a traditionalist. Uh, I didn't actually expect that Hope Gateway would be my congregation. Uh, Evelyn sent me out, she didn't want to do it, sent me out to go and scout churches, and I looked for three things. Is there good preaching, stimulating preaching? Is there good music? Does anybody speak with me? I never found a church that met all three of those. I rarely found a church that even met one of them. 
So I said, all right. <laughs> Hope Gateway, it's time for us to go to Hope Gateway. And we never turned back. But I will confess, as, I, as a traditionalist, Dawn knows. Uh, <laughs> no, I won't get into that. Uh, <laughs> I get my fix every so often. I go into Boston, where, where the uh, church does a, a Bach cantata every week with orchestra. You know, it's part of the liturgy. So I get my fix there. But I keep coming back to Hope Gateway because of who you are and what uh, Hope Gateway represents. Such an amazing mixture of gifted folks here. It's the most diverse congregation I've ever been part of, and that's what delights me so much. Uh, a church that knows how to do church in a new way for a new day. And, because the pastor leadership is so competent, so committed, and so much fun. I really am, uh, what should I say, delighted, enriched, blessed by your leadership and by being part of this life here. Now, we have a chance today to make our commitment. Sarah asked me if I'd say something about why I have done that and why I did it last year, why I will do it this year. Uh, the five principles uh, believe, practices believe, belong, and be in service. And I'm excited to do that because it helps me remember the person I want to be. And how important it is for me to keep trying to be that person, imperfectly as I do so. Let's take prayer. I have to confess to you that my prayer life is very unorthodox. Um, my, my traditional piety was ruined for me at an early age when I was uh, force-fed the upper room. Uh, and I still cringe when I see the upper room. Prayer for me is a lot more listening than talking. It's a lot more trying to be open to how that spirit is at work in and through the world and into me. But prayer is also, for me, a lot of uh, visualizing. That is, you know how a basketball player, you, you take the shot and you visualize the ball is going through the hoop. You don't just sort of throw it up and say, oh, if it works, it works. Or it's like, a, as Walter Wink put it one time, nobody ever sends a get well maybe card. <laughs> you believe that it's going to happen. That's what prayer is like for me. Sending out, being part of that energy, that life energy that can flow through me and flows through all of us to make the world a better place. And for me to visualize prayer for Hope Gateway is to believe and to see it happening that we have the volunteer and financial resources we need to carry out the ministry that uh, God has set before us. Then there's presence. I find meaning and value when I'm able to relate to people in a way that feels like it makes a difference their lives. I feel good about that. There are, um, uh, Sue Rulevich is a dangerous friend to have. Uh, Sue recruited me a few years ago uh, to be a volunteer facilitator in Alternatives to Violence program at the state prison. And uh, so three or four times a year I, I spend a weekend in jail trying to work with inmates to help them see 
that the way of nonviolence is better than the way of violence, and to try to live that way. I feel good when I do that. So, presence, being there, in a way that can make a difference for others. Sometimes, and you know, many of you have been in this kind of situation, somebody's going through a hard time, and what do you say? Well, sometimes you don't say anything. You just be there. So presence is a gift. What about gifts? Back in uh, my previous life as a preacher, I always used to love Stewardship Sunday because it was a time for me to remember that everything in my hands is a gift that's given to me to take care of, to use well, to pass on. It doesn't belong to me. It's given to me as a trust. A major sign of being a Christian, something done, I learned from Tom Wright. One of the signs of being a Christian is practicing astonishing generosity. Astonishing generosity. People drop their jaws when they see how generous Christians are. Now that can take all kinds of forms. Such as, of course, signing up for Don and Sue's Good Friday Walk, which they do every year. <laughs> and we do that with Joel. And service. For many years, I've been active in the Methodist Federation for Social Action, trying to work to help bend that moral arm of the universe toward justice. And um, that can mean confronting evil in whatever forms it presents itself, uh, whether it's racism or war or uh, war, on the, war on the environment, uh, economic exploitation, sexism, or a lack of inclusivity in the world. During this past year, here's Sue again, being a dangerous friend to have, uh, recruited me to be a member of the Justice for Our Neighbors board. And uh, I do that with, with great excitement because it helps, helps us bring about the work that we here at Hope Gateway and, and Hope Acts uh, know is so vital and so important. And it is, a, it is a gift to be able to do that. So, gifts. You know, there's, you remember the old Malvina Reynolds song? Love is something when you give it away, give it away, give it away. Love is something when you give it away, you end up having more. I think that's true. It's really true. And service. Uh, oh, service I've already said. So when you put all these things together, that's what I think witness is all about. Now, I could go on and on about the various sub-points on this, and, uh, and that would be, we'd be here for a long time. But ponder those yourselves and sign up for this. The witness, I think, is all of these things together. By myself, I can do things that make, it, make a witness. Together, we make a much greater witness when all of us are working together because we are then part of something much bigger than ourselves. Thank you. So in a few moments, we're going to invite you, if you wish to, to make your commitment to these practices. Remember, it takes practice uh, of prayers, presence, gifts, service, and witness. Uh, the commitment wall is there, and as you're